This is the Information Brief. A Holyoke Media Service with the most recent updates of relevance in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. I'm Johan Rashivega, and this is the information for Tuesday, April 28th of 2020. Governor Baker announced the stay-at-home advisory and non-essential business closure has been extended until May 18th. Holic School Committee held a virtual meeting on Monday. They will be sending a communication to the state inquiring on the new receiver. The Community Foundation of Western Massachusetts is supporting different organizations focused on marginalized communities in the three counties of the Pioneer Valley. And we have the most recent numbers at the Holyoke Soldiers Home. This is the information. This Tuesday afternoon, Governor Charlie Baker announced the stay-at-home advisory and the order for non-essential businesses to remain closed has been extended until May 18th. Well, Massachusetts has avoided the spike in infections that would have broken our healthcare system, ending the timeline for all non-essential businesses to keep their physical workplaces and facilities closed to all workers, customers, and the public until May 18th. Businesses and organizations not on the list of essential services are encouraged to continue operations through remote means that do not require workers, customers, or the public to enter or appear at their premises closed by this order. Also, this order extends the existing ban on gatherings of more than 10 people until May 18th. Residents are strongly urged to stay home and avoid unnecessary travel and other unnecessary person-to-person -person contact during this time period. Residents who are considered at high risk when exposed to COVID-19 should limit social interactions with other people as much as possible. With this order, also Governor Baker announced the formation of the Reopening Advisory Board, bringing public health officials with leaders from the business community and municipal government from across the Commonwealth. This group is tasked with advising on strategies to reopen the economy in phases based on health and safety metrics. The board will be gathering feedback for the next three weeks to present a report with industry frameworks, customer protocols guidelines, including enforcement mechanisms and coordination with municipal leaders. This report is due on the 18th of May, but the administration has made clear that public health data and guidance from healthcare experts will dictate the timeline of the reopening process. Today we're announcing a reopening advisory board that will inform the administration's strategies for reopening when the time is right. This group will work on a plan that occurs in phases. They'll help industries navigate public health guidance and implement safety measures for the new rules of the road. We've asked this group to produce their plan by May 18th. The Holic School Committee held a virtual meeting this Monday, April 27th, where many of the recent updates regarding the school year, remote learning, and the adjustments to continue operating were addressed. 
But one of the most relevant points of the meeting was the reporting by Superintendent Dr. Steve Schreich regarding the selection process for whoever will become the successor as superintendent. I don't have a lot to update other than um, I believe um, a decision is very close um, from the conversation I recently had with the department, and I would say uh, pretty imminently. Um, I don't, um, not, I was not part of the process, so I don't have any more information other than I think uh, folks will be getting information very soon about um, the, uh, my successor. Um, I will say, from what I gather, it will give us uh, ample time to transition and plan. Um, you know, as I've said, my, I, my time here extends through June. Um, and so if somebody's named within the next week or two, which is what I am forecasting, um, that I'll have time to uh, begin planning with this individual. Um, but that's all the information I have now. I will keep you, um, I will keep you posted. Of course, there are questions about this, which I'm probably not going to be able to answer, but nothing stops people from asking questions. Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised, you, uh, Dr. Zreich, you said you weren't part of the process, and that was one of the things that I, I think we voiced pretty strongly in our meeting that we wanted to make sure that whoever was considering these positions that they would absolutely talk to you and did that not happen um i was not part of the interview process i, w I was definitely consulted on the qualities and characteristics like the community was that we're looking for uh but i i you know I, I was not part of the interview process no so you didn't get to talk directly with any of the candidates at all uh not through the pro no not through the process no Oh, but with, did they contact you outside the process? Uh, no, I mean different people. Different people contacted me about the opportunity, but um, wanting to know more about uh, Holyoke. But um, uh, no, I, I did not. I have not in any way, as part of the process, uh, been involved in um, you know other than offering my opinion to the state of the uh, the qualities that I think would be best for Holyoke. Wow. As a result of these findings and in a unanimous vote, the school committee will be sending a communication inquiring on the status of the new receiver after finding out the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education did not include Dr. Shrike in any part of the selection process for his successor. So I'm just going to clarify, in February I met with Russell Johnson, and then we met, I want to say probably a week and a half before the St. Patty's Day Parade, where we also told the commissioner if he'd like to join in. Um, it's something that I've spoken with Russell Johnson when I first had my meeting with him, which was to not have a, a school committee vote, but at least to have a member from the school committee board to be a part of the, of the interviews, um, obviously bringing questions directed that would benefit Holyoke. Um, as you can see, I never heard from him although his response was, it sounds great. Um, didn't hear anything. Now we're, I've talked to Dr. Drake multiple times and asked, where are we with the new superintendent? We're already at the end of April, okay? May, May's gonna fly by, so is June. That, that transition should have already started, especially during the times that we're in right now, planning, what's going to happen next and being part of that conversation should have been happening already. 
So um, my expectation is to have a decision, hopefully to have been informed of a decision. I will then send out an email come the first week of May to the commissioner and kind of see by when should we be expecting because I mean at our next school committee meeting it would be my expectation that we have the new receiver that will be taking over to be a part of our conversations. Can we send him a formal letter like expressing our concerns and you know dissatisfaction and the urgency that we feel as though we really need an announcement? I'll be more than happy to write something up and then send it to each and every one of you to see if it's something that the school committee can will sign off on as a group. Okay, great. So the vote passes unanimously. So I will get on to that tomorrow and get that sent out and hopefully have some sort of information for all of you guys, hopefully before our next school committee meeting so that we can be more prepared for the day of our school committee meeting. The whole recording of the school committee virtual meeting is available for you to watch following the link we posted on the Facebook page of our information brief. In an interview by the Colectivo de Medios Latinos on Monday with the president and CEO of the Community Foundation of Western Massachusetts, Katie Allen Silville, we learned the work this organization is doing to support organizations and communities with emergency funding and the process to ensure the resources are being distributed to the different sectors more affected and in need. The Community Foundation is approaching this as one of members of a large team and we are providing support for three counties, Hamden, Hampshire, and Franklin counties through our COVID response fund. Uh, to date, we've raised $3.6 million um, from incredibly generous people who live in our region and those who are um, giving from outside of our region. And we've been able to give away grants totaling about $1.4 million so far in the last few weeks. The model is to focus on those in our community who have been traditionally marginalized and underrepresented and where inequity has been, um, they've felt the inequity most of all. So we are looking to support those members of the communities of color, lower income, um, elderly, vulnerable elderly, homeless, disabled. That's sort of our, the populations we want to be sure are served because they're going to be most dramatically affected by this crisis, both in terms of health consequences and economic. And we're making rapid response grants on a weekly basis. In fact, you'll be hearing this week, um, we're going to be making uh, another round of grants, probably over a half a million dollars um, will be put out into the community. And um, I just want to share that Community Foundation normally takes a, a year to put out a competitive set of grants that total about $2 million. And we're going to be doing that uh, over the course of about five weeks. Um, so we are totally radically shifted the way we're approaching our grant making in order to make it as streamlined with less burden and as fast as we possibly can to support these critical needs. The full interview with the Colectivo de Medios Latinos is available in the link included on the social media pages of this information brief. This interview was a team effort between Holyoke Media, The Republican and New England Public Media. And regarding the Holyoke Soldiers Home, the numbers provided by the state are For testing, 82 veteran residents have tested positive. 
61 veteran residents have tested negative. Three veteran residents have pending tests. Currently, 106 residents are on-site, while 40 residents are off-site. Of them, seven residents are receiving acute care off-site, and 33 residents are at the dedicated skilled nursing unit at the Holyoke Medical Center. There have been 80 veteran resident deaths, 68 positive, 11 negative, and one unknown. Today's update includes three deaths, one negative resident who was being treated at the hospital and had a do-not-resuscitate order, two deaths of residents who tested positive and had do-not-resuscitate and do-not-hospitalize orders. As for employees, 81 employees have tested positive. Stay in the know with Holyoke Media. We are reporting different announcements, services, and updates in the local, state, and federal level related to the COVID-19 emergency. The service is available in English and Spanish for our community in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. This is information we have for today. We will continue updating and following up as soon as more information becomes available. If you have questions or information to share with us as well as your concerns, you can contact us on our different outlets on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and podcast distribution platforms. Also, you can watch us on Holyoke Cable Channel 15. Remember to wash your hands frequently. Keep a safe distance if you need to be out and also remember that now it is mandatory to wear a face cover or mask. This has been the Information Brief for April 28th of 2020. I'm Johan Rashivega, and you're watching Holyoke Media.